Hi, this is Patrick, and you're listening to the Daily Reflection Podcast. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay, good morning, everyone. It is September 8th, and I am joined in the studio today by Patrick, and he is here to share his experience, strength, and hope around today's daily reflection, which is entitled, We Asked His Protection. Welcome to the podcast, Patrick. Thank you. Glad you're here. So we usually kick off the episode by having the guest read the daily reflection. Do you have that in front of you? And if you do, would you kick us off? Sure. Daily reflection from September 8th is we asked his protection. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. It's from Alcoholics Anonymous, page 59. I could not manage life alone. I tried that road and failed. My ultimate sin dragged me down to the lowest level I've ever reached. And unable to even function, I accepted the fact that I desperately needed help. I stopped fighting and surrendered entirely to God. Only then did I start growing. God forgave me. A higher power had to have saved me because the doctors doubted that I would survive. I have forgiven myself now, and I enjoy a freedom I have never before experienced. I've opened my heart and my mind to him. The more I learn, the less I know. A humbling fact but I sincerely want to keep growing. I enjoy serenity, but only when I entrust my life totally to God. As long as I am honest with myself and ask for his help, I can maintain this rewarding existence. Just for today, I strive to live his will for me soberly. I thank God that today I can choose not to drink. Today, life is beautiful. That's a beautiful reading. Thanks for reading. Before we start talking about it, what's your sobriety date, Patrick? Uh, my sobriety date is January 27th of 2018. So as you read this, was there anything that jumped out for you? A lot of it jumped out for me. You know, without my higher power, whom I choose to call God, I would not be here. My my experience is, is that I'm an alcoholic and, and I had tried to live my life my way with my will and uh, it didn't work. By the grace of God, I found the program of AA, and I found support through sponsors, uh, which is a very important part of recovery for me, through prayer, meditation, my higher power. It's given me a life. Uh, It's given me a life worth living. And, And kind of at the very end there of the reading, you know, today life is beautiful. It it truly is. I'm I'm beyond grateful to be sober today and to live the life that I have. Uh, And I I think the important part of that is really what the first 
part of the reading is, is uh, turning my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And when I try to take the wheel back, it, it doesn't really end up very well. So yeah, there, there's a lot in there in, in terms of the reading, but uh, I am, I am on a daily basis turning it over to my higher power. Well, I want to hear more about that and how, how you do that, but let's go to the beginning. It says, I could not manage my life alone. I had tried that road and failed. My ultimate sin dragged me down to the lowest level I have ever reached and unable to even function. I accepted the fact that I desperately needed help. Would you say that that was accurate for you? What was it like before you came in? I would say absolutely accurate. I, I really felt like the square peg in the round hole. I was lost. Uh, I certainly felt like the shell of a man, a ghost, if you will, when I came into this program. I had had a period of not drinking before in my life 20 years ago, and I came into the program and I didn't stick with it because I, I took the wheel back. I, I inserted my will back into it and eventually led me back out. And I'm grateful that I made it back in this time. And I, I can tell you this, you know, for me, that it was very poignant in terms of my surrender point. I was uh, going through a di very difficult time in my life and uh, I was going to church and I, I thought I would find sobriety in church. And after several weeks of going to church, I surrendered in that church. Uh, to God. And I just pleaded for help. And uh, I heard a message and the message from uh, God was go to a meeting. And I left church and uh, I got on my smartphone and found a meeting and uh, I went straight there. And, and at that meeting, everybody who shared had a piece of my story. And I, I don't believe in coincidences. I, I believe that was, was a message from my higher power. And I went to that meeting and I heard exactly what I needed to hear. Through that process of getting back into the program and actually uh, working the steps, all 12 of them, not one, two, three, and, and turning my will and my life over to the care of God, the program actually brought me closer to my higher power. And my higher power brought me closer to the program. And it has been a continual uh, cycle upwards of my higher power revealing more to me about the program and the pro program revealing more to me about my higher power. And, you know, every day I do pray and I meditate and I just try to get a little closer to my higher power. That, that's really what I try to do. Ask what his will is for me on a daily basis. I, I need to do it on a daily basis. I, I can't go a week without, you know, it's it's proven I, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I make that choice to uh, to do it every day. And it is it is a, a daily program and it works a lot better when I turn it over. So. So for those that might be listening and don't really understand what that means, what does turn it over mean and how does one go about doing that? Well, that's a good question. What it means for me is through prayer. Uh, I have several prayers that I say on a daily basis where I invite God into my day. First and foremost, 
I have a, a very simple prayer where I say, Lord, I give you permission to break into my heart and to break into my heart and take over because I believe it starts in the heart and goes to our minds. And I ask uh, the Holy Spirit to fill my day and to help me through things. And that's the way I start the day, getting on my knees. When I say turning it over, I, turning my will and my life over to the care of God. And, and that's, that's really what I do. Let's, let's just go back to, to when you first came back into the rooms in 2018. What did those early days look like for you? They were difficult. The first, you know, five, six weeks, I had not started going to AA meetings. I, I was only going to church. And I was, I was close to drinking again but uh, I did not want to. I just continued to, I believed in God before I came into the program. I continued to pray, but in in terms of the way things were in my life, they were a mess. I I was going through a divorce. I was living alone. It was a pretty scary time in my life. I I really had led a life of selfishness and self-centeredness. I wasn't honest. Uh, about what was going on uh, with anybody, including myself. So I, I think for me, there was a great transformation uh, once I came into the program and I really surrendered my life uh, on that day. Again, no coincidences, but uh, it was St. Patrick's Day. My patron saint, that was the day that it happened. So it went from being a shell of a person to somebody who I, I feel like I'm a good person. I, I feel like I have a lot to offer. I feel like I try to practice the principles in all my affairs. I, I try to carry the message to other alcoholics. I'm, I'm in a line of work where I work very closely with other people who have substance abuse problems. And, you know, I, I really feel dedicated to helping others. That's what I try to do on a daily basis. Mm. Did you get a sponsor right away? I did. I would say within two weeks of going back to meetings, I got a sponsor who I'm still in contact with today. He's no longer my sponsor, but I'm still in contact with him. He, with 32 years of sobriety under his belt, he knew exactly where to steer me and uh, what suggestions I needed to to hear. And uh, I really feel it at and again, there's no such thing as coincidences that he was put in my life at that time to guide me in those early weeks uh, of sobriety and really relying for him for direction. Uh, but ultimately, you know, there, but for the grace of God, go I. The, you know, it was the grace of God who really saved me, at least from my perspective. That's that's what happened. So what were some of those early suggestions that he gave you? Don't drink, go to meetings. And if you can't do that, go to meetings and don't drink. That was uh, certainly one of them. Prayer and meditation uh, were some of those suggestions. One thing that always kind of stood out to me was not to be so hard on myself. That always kind of stuck in the back of my mind that, you know, I'd made a lot of mistakes. I had done a lot of things that I was not uh, proud of. I think it's reprehensible demoralization, uh, what had taken place. 
the important thing to remember is that, you know, those things that we did uh, are not the person that we are today. There, there has been a transformation for me. And uh, I've learned, you know, that if God can forgive me, then I can forgive myself. And uh, it, it truly has been a, a miraculous experience. And, you know, if you'd ask me, you know, how good things would be three and a half years ago, I, I couldn't have imagined it. Two years ago, I couldn't have imagined it. One year ago, I couldn't have imagined it. I, I truly am grateful for, for the sobriety that I hold today. It's just one day at a time. It truly is. So tell me a little bit about the steps and how you've worked those and how you're working those in your life today. Well, I, I think, you know, in regards to the reflection for today, you know, the first three steps for me is I can't, he can, I think I'll let him. And, and that for me is, you know, again, turning it over, turning my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. The, those first three steps, and it's been explained to me other ways, is, you know, trusting God. And, and I do, I trust him with my life. The, the other steps, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, those are about cleaning house. So trust God and clean house. And, and those, those truly are vital to being able to uh, make peace with the past. For me, I don't regret the past. I, I don't wish to shut the door upon it, but I have made peace with it. It does not paralyze me any longer as it had in, in the past. You know, there's amends that I made that are, you know, 30 and 35 years old that have paralyzed me in terms of my growth, specifically my spiritual growth. That's the important part for me. So going, going through those steps, cleaning house, very important, making amends. And then 10, 11, and 12 is helping others. So for me, it, it is carrying the message is very important. And in order, in order to keep it, you got to give it away, right? Mm-hmm. I, I never really grasped that concept and, until I uh, sponsored someone. And it became vitally clear to me, as my sponsor had told me, you're, you're helping me more than I'm helping you. And I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. But now that I have a, a sponsee, I get it. I understand it. And it, and it truly is important to continue to practice the principles in all our affairs and uh, carry the message to the still suffering alcoholic. And, and for me personally, I, I feel that duty uh, to do that, whether it's uh, alcohol or drugs, uh, regardless if somebody is suffering from a, the disease of addiction, I, I think as a, as a, a human on the face of this planet, I, I have a duty to, to help them. Some anyone who's suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trust God, clean house, help others. I really think that's to to put it. I have to keep it simple, right? It is a simple program for complicated people, but I I have to keep it simple. So mm. that's, that's the kind of the way I break it down. It's a great formula, and obviously, it's working for you. I can tell by your share that you had a a relationship with a higher power before coming into the program. You said you believed in God. I'm just curious if moving through the steps and moving through the program over the last three and a half years, has that relationship changed or has it morphed for you in any way? 
I would say drastically. <laughs> and I can share this. Opening the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I got to We Agnostics and I skipped it because I was like, oh, I believe in God. I'm not agnostic. However, upon a suggestion from my sponsor, I went back and I read all 164 pages, including We Agnostics. And there are some things in there that were revealed to me about it's more than a, a God program. It's a, it's a spiritual program and it's a spiritual journey and it doesn't stop. That's, that's the thing that, that I, I, you know, three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to wrap my head around that, you know, okay, I'm sober now, right? I've learned how to live my life without alcohol, but I'm still stuck with myself, right? I'm, I'm still, I'm still a, a person who doesn't need alcohol to have alcoholic thoughts. And so the spiritual part of the program gives me the ability to live my life free from those burdens of alcoholic thoughts for the most part, not that they don't creep up, but, you know, character defects, those things sometimes uh, do creep back into your life, but they're not debilitating. They, they don't send me off the rails or give me the desire to drink. And I, I think that's what it's uh, about. I, I hear the analogy of staying in the, in the center lane, you know, not getting off on the shoulders of the, of the road, staying in the center. And, and I think for me, the spiritual program has given me that ability to, to stay in the center of the lane and not get too far off. Also the, the, big part for me is is to continue to do the work it is it is a program of action continue to do the work i i use the the reference that there's only one way that you coast and uh that's downhill and you know if i'm not working the program then i'm coasting and i don't want to coast because i know uh, where that leads and life is good life is beautiful uh it truly is I'm grateful that with my higher power and turning it over in terms of my will and my life, that it's good. It's really good. Good is good. <laughs> right. So, you know, do you practice a religion? And if so, and your, your concept of God and your relationship with God has changed drastically, has that affected your ability to practice your religion? Because I know a lot of people are concerned about that. Uh, yes, I go to church. My concept of God, uh, I think has changed. And I think that's, what's very important. And it, it's really, it's difficult to explain, but it, it says, you know, in the step, God, as you understand him, you know, I, I was raised a Catholic, confirmed a Catholic, and I, I was always kind of under the assumption that I was just a bad person. I was a sinner. And my concept of God and spirituality is different now. Uh, I believe that my God does not want suffering. He is there to help me through no matter what it is. And in in difficult times, I, I feel uh, that the presence is closer. Uh, that may sound counterintuitive, but i I, I know that my higher power uh, is is with me in this. And in, in, in the past, I had felt that I was all alone in those difficult times. 
And that's a big, that's a big shift for me. It's morphed as you eloquently said into something different. It's very much a spiritual program. I do have, uh, you know, God who is, is right there with me as opposed to kind of looking down on me. I, I just have a, a different perspective now than I had in, in the past, I think. So mm. I, I think that's, that for me, that's very important, right? That I'm, I'm not alone, number one. And I, I have somebody there who I truly believe wants to help me, good, bad, indifferent. I, I heard one time, you know, God didn't save us from drowning to kick our ass on the beach. So I wasn't saved from the disease of alcoholism. I, I didn't die in a jail or an institution. I'm, I'm living my life as, as I believe uh, he wants me to live it, his, his will for me. And, and things that happen aren't, aren't there to, to hurt me. Uh, I, I don't think that's, that's the point. And that's, you know, in the past, I would think, you know, you know, I've, I've done something wrong and therefore I have to pay this horrible price and the world's getting back at me. And it's, it's not like that. I, I've learned that I don't have control over anything, you know, I, and again, that's part of uh, turning it over and, and what happens in life. What we have control over is our, our reaction to it, our ability to to make decisions with, you know, my higher power, higher power's assistance, mm-hmm. I believe, to handle situations that used to baffle me. If I can, I can pause and reflect and uh, ask for direction, then things are okay and things work out. And, and that's, there's a lot to it. There really is. And, and I just think that if anybody who comes into, into the program, just give it time. As cliche as it is, keep coming back. More is revealed continually. And they say, you know, don't quit before the miracle. Well, don't quit after the miracle. Uh, after you've discovered how good this life is, don't, don't leave it. Keep continuing the program of action and helping others. That, that's very important to help others. I was just about to ask you what advice you had for newcomers. And I think you just gave us all that. So that's awesome. But uh, we are getting ready to end the conversation. It's gone by way too fast. I want to thank you for saying yes and agreeing to do this. And before we go, is there, is there any final thought that you want to make sure our listeners hear? Well, I, I think in the beginning for anybody in early sobriety, I think service is important for me personally. Picking up service positions gave me the ability to really get connected and into uh, the fellowship of the program and sharing with others before meeting and staying after meeting. Sometimes that's just important as what you hear in the meeting and getting uh, those connections with other people in the program. Certainly helping others, being willing to give without anything in return is very important in the program. You, you got you to gotta give it away to keep it. So whether you're religious, whether you believe in God, no matter what religion you practice, uh, understand that it's, it's a spiritual program. It truly is. And you will find your way through it. Just stick with it. It's really great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for 
being on our program and sharing your story. It's a beautiful message. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash daily reflection podcast. You can find us on Twitter at daily reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.